Hi, this is Anna with Check It at the Roundtable. Just so you know, you can support this podcast as well as related podcasts, What the BL, and YouTube channels, The Hand Network, and The Asian Drama Club by going to our website, thelittlegreenhouseonthecorner.com backslash support, where we have both PayPal donation buttons as well as the affiliate link for Grove Collaborative. Also, if you want to donate directly via PayPal, you can donate to rosesoutofthesnow at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. And without further ado, here's today's podcast. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing We Best Love, Fighting Mr. Second, Return of the Runner-Up, Episode 2, Peeps. I watched this last weekend, but honestly, by the time I got done, it was like, I don't know, it was crazy late, so I did not make the podcast. But this episode is basically a resume of episode two, the part that Anna's like, you know, if we just hadn't put this in, we could watch this with the kitties without having to fast forward. But basically, um, Zhao Shiri does something very stupid, and... Gao Shidi, um, you know, I'm just gonna, um, go, um, there. <laughs> but anyway, let's see how Shui panics once he realizes that he probably shouldn't have said what he said because Gao Shidi agreed to what he said, which totally made him go into panic mode. One of my favorite music videos from this series is by Catherine Polkrab, which if you are not a subscriber on her YouTube channel, you should definitely go do it now. I mean, stop this podcast, go look her up because she makes amazing YouTube videos and not just of We Best Love, but I'm just saying her ones of We Best Love are awesome. But she made one that featured a brief little commentary on this episode scene of the end of episode one, the beginning of episode two. And I love how she describes this scene. I mean, this scene is not appropriate for kids. I will be the first to admit it. Also, I do wish in many ways they had not included this little interlude. But also, I do realize that Zhao Shui's character probably would have done something this darn stupid. I, I don't mean it weird. I'm going, I could totally see Zhao Shui's character doing something this stupid. And then panicking because he realized that he has done something absolutely insanely stupid. But anyway, he panics. He leaves the room calling Gaoshidi a maniac. Um, Gaoshidi sits there and goes, you know, this is just way too much pressure that Zhao Shu and I are both under because of what has happened. He then goes and visits his cousin who has the affective disorder who basically gives him some whiskey, lets him sit and talk things out. And he says, you know, um, it's during this time who... Zhao Shui the next day is really, really nice to Gao Shidi. And Gao Shidi can't figure it out because it's like when they used to be together as a couple. And it really has him confused. So he goes and gets Zhao Shui breakfast, tells um, Bin Wei to make sure Zhao Shui does not drink coffee on his stomach before he eats breakfast because it'll make him sick. And then he comes back and he happens to be on the rooftop when Zhao Shui and Bin Wei's boyfriend, who also works for Zhao Shui, are up there. And Bin Wei's boyfriend is saying, Zhao Shui, 
if you're not going to be with Gaoshidi, then why are you being nice to him? This doesn't make sense to me. You're going to get hurt again. And I don't really like Benway's boyfriend's character, whose name I really can't remember at this point in time. I'm sorry. I'm not good with remembering names, peeps. But I do think this is one time when he is not doing anything to be bad. He's doing it because you find out later in this series, big spoiler alert, that Ben Wei and this guy had to go pull Zhao Shui out of quite a few scrapes because Zhao Shui was so beside himself after Gao Shidi was gone. I mean, and I don't mean it weird, but I'm going, if you see someone self-destruct because they've lost the person they love, you are totally going to be there going, beep, 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 warning sign. I don't want you doing this to yourself again because it's going to be so hard for you. And that's really what Benway's boyfriend is trying to do here. But, you know, he comes at it with um, the tact of, I don't know. I'm just saying, no tact. And so Zhao Shui says, I'm not trying to get back together with Gaoshidi. I want him to feel the betrayal that he betrayed me with when he thinks everything is fine, like I did, because he's the only person on this planet who I ever trusted entirely, and he betrayed my trust because he just disappeared, no explanation, left me. And he says, I want him to know what that feels like. What he doesn't know is that Gaoshidi is sitting there on the roof and going, oh my god, this is what I have led through my actions Zhao Shui to become. And it really just breaks Gaoshi's heart. I mean, you can tell he's just broken, not because of Zhao Shui's actions toward him, but because he's going, because of what happened five years ago, I'm partly responsible for making Zhao Shui this way. And that is a terrible thing to be responsible for. Now, granted, should you take the whole responsibility? Nah, because people are responsible for their own actions, but we're not going to get into a big digression there. So anyway, he goes to his cousin, tells him what has happened, his cousin looks at him, hands him his whiskey the next day, and says, You know, you need to realize that this is where Zhao Shui's head is at. He said, You cannot put your heart out there on the line without knowing that it's going to be trampled again, Gao Shi, because Zhao Shui does not know why you haven't been talking to him these five years. And if you decide you can't tell him because of a promise you made to someone else, that is your business, but you need to realize that unless you can tell him a good explanation for what has happened, you guys are going to hit a bump that you don't want to be in. And Galashidi's cousin with the affective disorder is like one of my favorite characters in the series. I feel kind of the same kind of respect for him as I do for Spock and Data in Star Trek. Yes, they are a little less emotionful than other characters, but also, they help give the show a balance that it would not have without that little bit more logic side of things. And he's like, Gaoshidi, you're going to be hurt. You're going to feel broken. And, and Gaoshidi says, yes, that is true. But he said, the other thing is, is if Zhao Shui didn't hate me this bad, if he wasn't as furious with me as he is this moment, he still cares. Otherwise, he would not hate me. Because by hating me, that shows that he still has some similitude of care. Because if you don't give a hoot about anyone, you're not going to be mad about them. And he said, that's what I know. 
So then Gaoshidi gets up, asks his cousin where midnight snacks might be, and heads off. Zhao Shui, on the other hand, is very agitated. He decides that he is going to go into work super early with Bin Wei and the other guy, drag them in, make them work on a contract that needs to get done because Zhao Shui needs something to do other than just sit there and ruminate on the situation. So anyway, he gets ready to go, opens his door, and there is a very drunk Gao Shidi. I mean, like, super drunk. And Gao Shidi sits there and goes, Hi, I have midnight snacks. <laughs> and so she was like, Um, I have work to do. I don't have time for you being drunk on my doorstep with midnight snacks. Go elsewhere. It's at this point that Gao Shidi basically grabs Zhao Shui and posits them both inside Zhao Shui's door. And Zhao Shui's like, Gao Shidi, I have work to do. What are you doing here? And it's at this point that Gao Shidi just completely breaks down in the entryway. I mean, he collapses in a heap of tears. And Zhao Shui's like, you know, I don't like you. I really wish you all the worst right now, but here's my keys. You lock yourself in the house. I'm going to work, but that way you have a place to crash because I don't know what to do with you and your emotions right now. And so Zhao Shui hands him the keys. Gao Shiji, though, continues to drag Zhao Shui into the house and pops him on the sofa in kind of a rough manner. I'm just saying, you know, really, Gao Shiji, that was a little much. I'm just, just pointing out. I know Gao Shiji is drunk, but seriously. So anyway... Zhao Shui's like, what is up with this? Why don't you just tell me what happened when you went to America? And the only thing Gao Shui will say was, I shouldn't have gone to Migu, which is America in Mandarin and Korean, by the way. Interesting fact, but there we go. So anyway, Zhao Shui's just sitting there going, this is a really weird situation. And Gao Shui is a lot bigger than him. I'm just pointing that out. And kind of on top of him, freaking him out a bit, and he's like, what is up with this? I have work to do, Gao Shiji. You're drunk. I don't want midnight snacks. We aren't in a relationship. Please, just let me be. And it's at this point that he, that Gao Shiji says, I'm upset because I know what you're doing. And Gao Shiji's like, what? And Zhao, Sh and Gao Sh or sorry, Zhao Shui's like, what? And Gao Shui's like, you say you have no feelings for me, right? And it's at this point that um, things start to get a little complicated. That's all Anna's saying. And again, one of the points where you might want to skip with the kitties. Just pointing that out here. But anyway, it's at this point that Zhao Shui's walls come down. I'm not exactly sure why it's at this exact moment that Zhao Shui's walls come down because we really don't have an explanation for what happened to cause those five years. But I think the main thing is in this scene, even though it isn't for the kiddies, you see what happens when someone's like realizes that they haven't forgotten what happened five years ago. Not like the bad things, but the good things. And it's at this point that Zhao Shui and Gao Shidi have a romantical moment, and then the next morning, Gao Shidi wakes up and he's like, Why am I here? What has happened? And what is going on? I mean, he, he really can't remember anything at all. Zhao Shui comes out and says, 
get your get your clothes, leave my house, okay? And so it's at this point that Gashi is like, I don't remember what's going on. I don't even really remember how I got here, Zhaoshui. I'm sorry, but what's going on? And Zhaoshui is like, you don't remember what happened? And it's at this point that Zhaoshui's dad shows up. And, um, yeah, yeah, that this was not a good moment for, um, family harmony, if you want to say it, because Zhaoshui's dad walks in and goes, Zhaoshui, I have breakfast! And then he sees Gaoshidi and he's like, Gaoshidi, what are you doing here? You promised you wouldn't be here. What are you doing here? And Zhaoshui's like, what did Gaoshidi promise? And how do you guys even know each other? And it's at this point that Gaoshidi does explain what happened, which is Gaoshidi came back to Taiwan after being gone for two years. He called Zhaoshui's phone number. He ended up getting Zhaoshui's dad because Zhaoshui's dad had Zhaoshui's phone. Zhaoshui's dad told Gaoshidi that Zhaoshui no longer wanted to be with him to go leave him alone because he'd never be the kind of person that Zhaoshui could end up with. Gaoshidi said that he would do five years without contacting Zhaoshui if it meant that he could get Zhaoshui's dad's approval. I still don't know what Gaoshidi was thinking, honestly. It was, like, really, really stupid. But anyway, it's at this point that Gaoshidi says, you know, Dad, you've always screwed things up. He said, and his dad's like, well, this is Gaoshi's fault. And Zhaoshui says, we're talking about you right now. Because when I was a kid, you almost killed me in mountain climbing. You almost killed me scuba diving. You almost killed me several times because you wanted me to be the kind of person who you wanted me to be. Not who I was supposed to be. And in the same way, you have messed up my life for five years because of your opinion of what is best for me or not best for me. And what that has cost me and Gaoshidi. And he says, I want you to leave before I say or do something that I'm going to regret. Shidi's dad leaves. Then Zhaoshui turns to Gaoshidi and he says, Gaoshidi, when we were together back in college, did you think that we were just, you know, friends going to be friends for a bit and then, you know, we'd both disband and go our separate ways? Is that your opinion of what we were going to do? And Gaoshidi's like, no, I planned on being with you my whole life or I wouldn't have, you know, pursued you fifth grade and kind of trailed after you like I don't know uh yeah so anyway and so she was like well you said you wanted to be with me for forever but you didn't believe in my forever and that's where the problem is and he says I want you to leave because I don't want to talk to you right now I just want my space so Gaoshidi leaves with Sao Shui's dad and they go out and have a drink and that's kind of where this episode cuts because Zhao Shui's dad and him have a little back and forth banter where he, you know, yeah, it, it's not good. But anyway, check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna with Check It at the Round Table. Just so you know, you can support this podcast as well as related podcasts, What the BL, and YouTube channels, The Hand Network, and the Asian Drama Club 
by going to our website, thelittlegreenhouseonthecorner.com backslash support, where we have both PayPal donation buttons as well as the affiliate link for Grove Collaborative. Also, if you want to donate directly via PayPal, you can donate to rosesoutofthesnow at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. And without further ado, here's today's podcast.